Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Conversation. I'm your host, Debello Motwane. I'm an attorney by profession and the founder of a platform called Sister in Law, which is a platform dedicated to empowering women through legal education. On today's episode, I have with me Mulebuche Lekwani. Mulebuche is a legal advisor in the Corporate and Finance Division at Transnet SOC Limited. She completed her LLB at Northwest University, where after she worked as an intern at MSD, a pharmaceutical. Her internship was cut short by her pursuing her articles, which she then completed at Bowman's. After completing her articles, Mulebuche worked as an associate at MHA Incorporated, where she gained extensive knowledge in commercial law and litigation. Mulebuche recently decided to take her studies further and is currently studying towards a master's in ethics. Outside of law, Mulebuche's interests include fashion design and farming. She also enjoys blogging with a particular focus on social issues which have affected her as a woman living with albinism. She often makes time to volunteer at an old age home because she believes that impacting, positively impacting one life at a time will make a huge difference in our society. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, Mulebukheng. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Tevelo. Oh, kiss sister-in-law. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, all things considered. Um, yeah, I think I've had a, a, I've had a few, a, you know, better, better days in the past few weeks. Yeah, so I think I'm good overall. Nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. I think one of the contributing factors is that it's getting warmer. I'm definitely not a winter baby. Yes. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Really no, hard. that's also been pleasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ordinarily, yeah. I'd still be in like a gown, you know, because yeah, Sundays are just for lounging and doing uninteresting stuff, but I'm not. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Thank you so much for availing yourself to be on the, to be a guest on the show. Um, I know that you actually have been following the show for some time. I've seen you make commentary on past episodes. So yeah, thank you for just being an all around team player, an all around groupie. You mean? There's <laughs> <laughs> a difference between like a groupie and a team player. I specifically chose my words. <laughs> no I mean so I mean until I knew who you were I'd sort of always been following you right Mm. so like for me it was I don't I can't even go back to how I just just blew my mind to find out like to sort of make the connection Mm. um so yeah I've, I've always sort of enjoyed um your content specifically on Twitter because I'm not on a lot of social media platforms Mm -hmm. Uh, Twitter is sort of my almost everyday kind of Mm -hmm. um, platform and yeah so I yeah I've been I've been loving your work thank you sister-in-law I've been loving your work thank you thank you thank you so much um yeah I also you know made the connection um that we had spoken many many years ago I was looking for a job at uh Transnet and I just, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess when, when it came for us to exchange numbers, I realized that I've had this number on my phone and I've spoken to this person on WhatsApp. And when I went back to our mm. conversation, it was basically around me sending a CV. So, yo, <laughs> yeah, we've known each other unofficially for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think let's 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 get into the business of the day. Um, yeah, just share your journey with us, please. Who is Mulebukheng? How many siblings do you have? Where were you born and raised? Which schools did you attend? Um, yeah, were you raised by your parents, grandparents, extended family? Just tell us a little bit about your childhood, please. Okay. Um, so it's actually Mulebukhe, um, and that's a long story. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, so and 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 funny though because my parents had actually registered me as Molebocheng. I only really changed my name like in adulthood. I think two thousand and one. That's when I changed my name. Okay. No, not two thousand and one. In twenty eleven, I changed my name to Molebocheng because that is my grandmother's. Um, that's the name my grandmother gave to me. You know ah, and. Okay of being surprised when she doesn't go to the ng you know and ultimately mm. she said no but that's not my mother's name my mother's name was Mulebohe, you know so i changed it mm. um yeah so i'm Mulebohe. okay um yeah born and bred in Haramkua. Mm. uh some almost 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> and so so not a I mean, I think I had a typical childhood, very blessed to have been raised by both my parents. Although when I was like 10, my mom then went into full-time studies. So she re- she like went back to university, you know? So we then had to, we then had to, I then had to sort of stay with my aunt. Mm. And mm. sadly my aunt sort of a year later and um, I have to, you know, effectively then go live with my grandmother. Mm. And so I lived with my grandmother until I had to go to boarding school. And I went to boarding school at uh, Settlers in 1995. Um, the best years of my life, mm-hmm. you know. So I've really never gone back home um, since I left for boarding school in that sense. So, um, and then I went to university straight afterwards. I went to Northwest University. When I finished metric, I didn't, I wanted to take a gap year. Though um, I've always known that I want to be a lawyer. I mean, that's essentially sort of what I've always known. Mm. Um, My dad has always had in law and I think he sort of inculcated that into me, you know. Um, yes, my mom was also a teacher. My dad was a cop then, but you know, it wasn't the disciplines that I ever thought were or could be for me. Mm. Um, so maybe he wanted to live vicariously through me. I don't know. <laughs> By yeah, the way, he's yeah. got a law degree as well. So, okay. and and we actually completed it round about the same time because he started later. Um, oh, I love yeah, it. I and love so it. I didn't take. Yeah, so I didn't take a gap year because he's like, you're not going to take a gap year. What do people on gap years do? You're going to be uh, spending the day square doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So he got me onto, at the time he was working, so he got me onto a bus, said, my mom must put me on a bus mm-hmm. and send me off to go and live with him. And that's how I then went to, I mean, he did the applications for me. You know, that's how uninterested I was. <laughs> and you don't understand, like, I'm grateful for just 
being that strict father you know yeah, because true. i yeah to be honest i don't know if i would have decided to do something else um because when mm. i had made certain applications i had a second um what do you call it like a second option mm. was media studies i've loved journalism um so that would have been one of them mm. i couldn't be a medical doctor i didn't have the brains for it though i did medical <laughs> science so <laughs> i did medical science at school i didn't do badly but like i did these things then at grade you know so i yeah, couldn't really yeah. be a, a medical doctor but yeah and then record time got my llb and the journey began Mm. the journey be yeah. Mm. yeah so sorry i didn't i didn't quite get so yeah i've got two to university no no so so when i went to university then i stayed with my dad for about the period of of my studies and then until which, he had sort sorry, of which come back home was it? to pretoria or mid pretoria northwest well i call it unibo i still do um but millennials won't understand so i went to the northwest university <laughs> um university that's one then you know mm-hmm. so yeah that that's where I, i i did my my law my law degree okay i've got yeah. i've got two siblings okay i'm the first born you know yeah the Yeah, I don't even know what being a firstborn means, but I always say it. <laughs> but uh You're a yeah. so I've got two youngest. I'm a deputy parent. I think I have been, you know. Um yeah, and 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 I'm only experiencing firsthand real real motherhood uh now because I've got a I've got a son. Mm, mm. Um he's very yeah. Mm. Even okay. might walk take, take us back a little bit sorry take us back a little bit to your varsity years i mean you expressed that your high school years were the best years of your life what was your varsity um you know campus life like were you involved in any other activities or were you just one of those students who was interested in attending lectures um you know submitting assignments on time writing your exams and then being out of there Yeah so I was the good student um and I didn't stay on campus until my last year like I say I stayed with my dad for the greater part of it mm-hmm. um and 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 I wasn't a goody goody because I was staying with my dad I just think I just wanted to be there and get out of there mm-hmm. I think I got to understand very quickly that you know you might stay in campus and do your law degree for 10 years Mm. I mean there was this lecturer who used to take us for indigenous law you know mm. um it was one of the first things that 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 she said in in our first year like ah oh, no even some people had names you know like those that had been doing the course for like years on end had mm. names you know we had one who was miss pvl because she'd been doing this she'd been doing indigenous law forever and it might have been one of the only courses that had you know kept her there you mm. know so mm. uh miss was very quick to remind all of us how we are not here to play mm. and i took that to heart mm. um and because i'm not a very good self study person i had to make sure that i'm at every lecture room mm. i don't mm. think i've ever missed a lecture unless i was sick 
Mm. Um, but every day I was in class. Um, yes, and I did assignments. I wasn't the best of students, but there was courses that were just seemed very like easy breeze kind of for me, you know. Mm. Um, so I sailed some through. I I sailed through some, and struggled a bit through others, but. I didn't stay any extra year mm. at school. I didn't have. Um, and then when I moved into campus, because my dad then had to move back home, um, I applied to be like a student assistant, mm. something like that. Yeah. So that's what I was doing in my final year, you know, um, invigilating the younger crowd. Um, I mean, I remember, yo, and I hope I'm not going to, and I think it happens, right? I'm not embarrassing anybody and I'm not mentioning things. Mm, mm. One of these invigilating sessions, <laughs> there were like some three buddies at the back. Instinctively, I just knew that they were doing something wrong mm. behind. I don't know whether they just didn't see that I was looking. And they were exchanging notes underneath. And I just tapped them in the, like on the shoulders. Mm. and I just reached out my hand and they gave me whatever obviously not wanting to attract any attention to themselves mm -hmm. and you can imagine what I had to deal with right yep so yeah um I wasn't also then the most popular after yeah, that kind yeah, of incident yeah, I can imagine. but yeah. what it is yeah so kept a few friends because yeah not being in campus doesn't make you associate very easily mm. i think mm. so I, yeah i didn't quite socialize much um i've only kept two friends three friends from university and and th those were pretty much the people that i associated with mm. and no more no less i guess mm. and yeah and then um towards your end of your uh you know uh qualification how did you know what the next steps were going to be were you pretty okay with the process of applying for articles or the process of of looking into pupillage how did you know what your next step after varsity would entail so um i think okay so one of the first advantages i think was being that student assistant mm. so i would be in somewhere and i think it's it was my public law lecturer who sort of gave me one day and and it's so funny because it just happens to be the bowman's one when it was bowman gilfillan but it wasn't bowman it wasn't bowman's then you know mm -hmm. right they had like a nudish nudish gray um corporate colors at the time mm -hmm. so he gave me that and then he gave me uh, and there was another firm, Sihlali Molise. Mm. He gave me the sort of their brochure. Um, and then he gave me, there's a firm that later, but one of Nalani Manaka, yes. Mm -hmm. So these are the three firms that I had. I didn't know what articles were, but he gave me these things. Um, I just remember reading them, right? But I didn't read them with the understanding that this is your next step, mm, mm. right? I just knew it's a firm. Um, how into it? Not so much because we didn't have like career guidance and stuff. 
Um, but these are the films that I was very familiar with when I went into PLT. So then I went to PLT, did it full time. And this was my way of buying time because I didn't know what to do. And mm -hmm. I hadn't made the applications that I guess I needed to make before I left university, you know, VEC work. I didn't understand that concept. Um, you know, it didn't exist for me um, in, in the university sense. Although I remember at high school, we had like a careers week where in, in metric, we didn't have to come back to school after school reopened for another week so mm. that we could do job shadowing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then at the time I went to like the legal resources center, you know, I would go to court every day with the, the head of the center and, you know, the guys who work there. I mm. think it was like a form of a legal aid or something, you know? So I did that in metric for a week, uh, but not, you know, in the context of, okay, you do VEC because, mm -hmm. you know, it's with a view to find your articles, etc. No, I didn't. So when I went to, to PLT, it was my way of buying time just to figure out what it is that mm. I was going to do. Mm. So when I was there, um, I don't know who dropped this in my head. It's like, ah, you know, we could drop out of, uh, and maybe we just didn't, we wanted money. Um, and then this this friend of mine must have been a friend because mm -hmm. otherwise I would I don't think I would have done it had it been any other person. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it must have been that um, I was doing the PLT with. And she said to me, no, man, let's drop out of full-time PLT. Um, look for articles, you know. That's now when I start to understand articles. Let's look for articles. We work during the day. And then we do PLT night. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we did. So we started sending applications. And I remember getting a call back, you know, for an interview from a firm in Pretoria. Um, okay, interview. I go to the interview. I remember leaving school early that day so that I couldn't attend this interview. Mm. Within a minute, they call me back. We'd like you to start. Can we send you an offer? Oh, my God. You know? This interview was telephonic. No, 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 no. I went in. Um, it was somewhere in those small streets in Pretoria, like between Andres and something, you know, those okay. small firms in the person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I go there and um, these guys, I guess, like what they see or what they hear. They make me an offer. Mm. Now I'm like, I can't go tell my parents that I'm dropping out of plt full-time and i'm going to work and i'm going to start doing plt night mm. and my dad was doing plt night at the time you know um and then when this offer came they're offering me 1600 a month yeah even then it was 2004 look even then i knew that it's not it won't be worth my time yeah and I, I gracefully said, you know, I've had it. And okay, it was a lie. But I said, look, I had a, I had a discussion with my parents. They don't think it's a good idea mm. for me to drop out. But if you can wait for me, then I'll happily, you know, mm. defer the, 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 the offer. And I don't think they were, they wanted to wait or keep mm. to wait. But then while I was there, the head of the school then, uh, called three of us you know into into her office and she says 
there's this pharmaceutical company in Midrand. Mm. Um, they're looking for someone to help the, the chief of legal then while one of her people goes on maternity leave. So they mm. wanted somebody for a four month stint. Mm. So send your CVs to this person. Um, you'll go for interviews, etc. It's like, no, let me send my CV. Mm. I send my CV. We, well, all three of us actually send our CV. Coincidentally, they call us for an interview on the same day. Um, one, of, one of us had a car. So um, we got it. She's like, no, come to my flat in the morning on the day of the interview. Then we will go together, you know? Mm. Okay. Then for this interview. And in the afternoon, they called me back and they said, would like you to, to take this opportunity when you're done with PLT. So then I had a job offer for this four month period while somebody's on maternity leave. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then come end of PLT, June, 2004, July, I started working at Merck um, in Midrand as this uh, grad intern. I don't know what they called me then. I think they called me a legal manager. Mm. with a fat salary for a it was big yeah. i was shocked it was, was one wanna... oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> this salary was huge i was like mm, this is gonna be the good life yeah mm. so i i did i went to mark so so msd was my first employer um and come the end of the four months then the head of legal herself was pregnant when I got there. Mm. So then when the other lady who I had gone over to caretake for was coming back, the head of sent this four months sent to another four months employment, you know? Mm. And yeah, so my first employment wasn't Arctic. I was in-house at a multinational pharmaceutical company doing, I can't remember what, I just remember the medical standards at the time. I learned quite a bit. I had to learn quite a bit in a very short space of time. Mm. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. The connection was bad. I didn't yeah. get the name of the pharmaceutical company. Um, it was Merck, Sharp mm-hmm. and Dome. So mm-hmm. abbreviated MSD. Ah. Um, it's what, you know, so in, in the pharma industry, you sort of got the original manufacturers of the stuff and then you've got the generic manufacturers. So this one is the original manufacturer. Mm. And then there's a Merck, which is, then the generic so how they made that distinction locally is that the other one went by the name Merck and the other one went by the name MSD so I worked mm-hmm. for for MSD mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so when when I was actually there um it's the head of legal who said Mulebo um so she had obviously practiced she had done the drill right mm-hmm. I remember she was primarily an IP practitioner because I think she had worked for Spore and Fisher for a long time. Mm. And she said, she said, you know, if I leave this place and I leave you here, um, I, I might 
be doing you an injustice mm-hmm. meaning as a as a young lawyer there are certain steps at least for her that she felt one had to go through mm-hmm. um you either have to do your art um, in fact all, all she was saying to me is that Mulevi, you need to experience practice for you to ultimately decide whether you want to be in-house or you want to practice mm. but she had said to me I can't leave you to be in-house at such a young age um, and so I would like you to do your articles mm. potentially experience practice yeah and so she nudged me into doing articles um, and eventually, I guess, practicing almost indefinitely. And strangely, the CEO at the time held the same view, you know, mm. because when now this person left, even the CEO then, Chirfi, called me into his office as Malibu. I don't, the conversation we're going to have is very uncomfortable because you're probably going to think, I want to fire you or something. Yeah. yeah. But this, like, look, I think you've got great potential. Um, but I don't think for, for, for in-house stuff, it's going to bore you. Um, yeah, he was like, it's going to bore you. You know, he was, he was a guy from Mali. Um, like, I think it's going to bore you. So I do want you to see if you can spread your wings, get mm-hmm. into practice. So anyway, fast forward, I went and I did my articles at Bowman's. Um, yeah, I think at the time I did about four rotations. I think you do four rotations, mm. um, competition, something and something, but I never, I, 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 I never did litigation in my article years. Right. Mm. So I obviously didn't know whether I liked litigation or not, but I did litigation after my articles, then I, I, I joined another firm, Mukabela um, Hantli I joined MHA and I did articles for about, I did litigation, rather commercial litigation for seven years. And I think it was the best time of my practice life. I don't want to lie. Sure. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Litigation is fun, guys. Um, yes, it can grate you sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's the most, for me, that was, I think, it, I think it's given me the edge. I don't think um, some of the capabilities that I know I have, I would have had had I not done litigation, you know, uh, indirectly. You just get exposed to so much, you know, and you have to think in a certain way. Um, and, and maybe that's what's making corporate such a smooth sale for me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. litigation background definitely sort of enhanced a lot of the decisions I've had to make or the, a lot of solutions I offer, uh, mm-hmm. sort of always backward looking. You know, I anticipate a litigation and mm-hmm. I sort of imagine mm-hmm. how would I have solved for this, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I think um, your your specific journey is so so important to share because level i can't tell you how many especially you know students or people who have just graduated 
I can't tell you how many people always send me messages saying, yo, Ostebello, I don't know what to do. I have this degree or I'm pursuing this degree and mm -hmm. I don't know anything about anything moving on from here. I'm from a relatively small town. We didn't have exposure to these kind of career days or whatever. I'm very clueless, you know? And I really like to you know, use the platform to educate students on their options, you know? Um, I do like for students to sort of mm -hmm. use this as a career guidance platform as well. So your story is very important that you're not always going mm -hmm. to have it figured out, but hopefully you 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 no. then bump into the right people. Who hopefully it's not to be. Yeah. Mm. And 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 you're right. I mean, mm. yeah, it's it's it's. I still think mine is a bit of a unique one, and and not that everybody has it figured out all the time mm. but I, I found that my peers had a clue about certain things mm. you know and maybe yeah um that you know I went to university for my figuring then to the exposure issue mm. you know maybe there's there's a lot of truth and, and validity in 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 that which shouldn't really be undermined I don't mm. know whether then you know the obligation really is on us to make it more different you know what mm. influence did I take back to my university to say guys I think you should have given me this but you didn't you know mm. then give it to the next person mm. um yeah I just think some some of us after you do certain things you just get into your own space you know mm. um, and then you don't go back to source and sort of um correct the little stuff so I mean I I take this person and, and and I don't mind mentioning her name. I think she's just a good, <laughs> you know, she's just, she's, she was just a plug even mm. for me, you know. Mm. Um, Ciara, Ciara Mkabela is just, you know, so she, she and, and maybe she doesn't know this, but that's the person I really look up to in, in my life. You know, mm. I'm always looking at what she's doing. You know, we do have a relationship um, since what then? you know 2004 when mm. she recruited me um so yes you do need mentors and you you do need sponsors and i mm. think it's that mentorship for me that sort of carved a certain path mm. you know for me i mean sierra mh when the reason i went to mkabela Huntley is not because i knew it i saw it somewhere mm. you know she's take your cv to this firm and I took my CV to this firm and I interviewed and, 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 and I was hired. You know, I could have hired for many other reasons, including the fact that she is the person who referred me there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, it, 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 it could very well be that. And, and yeah, I think when, when you know, like if, if you want to do use this as a form of career guidance and platform and, you know, maybe... We just need at a very um, early stage, either in us, varsity lives, identify certain figures that we want to look at, be inspired by, mm. you know. Yeah, so she was that for me. Oh, yeah, thank you. I, I wanted to mention that I think one of the things that really worked out for you as well um, you were fortunate to have people who seemed to 
really be invested in what your next step would be. So you shared with us earlier that when you started working as a student assistant, somebody then gave you pamphlets and said, um, you know, look into articles. And then when you started PLT, someone was then like, okay, here's MSD hiring, send your CVs, go for an interview. Yeah. Then when you got to MSD, yeah. someone was like, no, listen, this, you know, you, you shouldn't um, uh, work in a legal role without having completed the process of pursuing articles. Here, apply over yeah. here. So I think at every, at every um, stepping stone, you actually had somebody who, who was invested in you and furthered your interest and mentored you into the next role. I did. I did, hey. Um, and, and these were reflective moments very late in my life, but you do come to that reflective state. Mm. And when I, I was like, wow, God, mm. this was, I couldn't have done this mm. just single-handedly without these people, you mm. know. And, and that circle doesn't have to be big, mm. you know. It's just that one person, you know, who's got credibility, who has got, yes, a vested interest in mm. your capability, you know. So if not develop, we do have graduate programs. Mm. But I tell these girls and boys, guys, you have not, you need to go out there, okay? Mm. Develop thick skin. Mm. There's something that, that articles does. And I don't say, you know, principal send us to collect your dry cleaner, mm. dry clean mm. and or your kids, not the old stuff that doesn't make sense, but there is some grating that has mm -hmm. to happen mm -hmm. to all of you to earn your stripes. And, and I think those steps just have, you just have to go through some of these steps, you know, because then you, you miss out on something, you know, yes, you might, you might cover a path without doing articles, without going through pupillage and just end up in in-house and and so, right? But there are certain elements that you might find are missing. You know, sometimes when you are talking to somebody, you always, and, and they say something that just sounds strange to you. Mm. You know, we mm. always tackle in passages about, did this person practice? Mm. Some of the stuff that says sound a bit, you know, but that's, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's it's because, I just personally think there is some value mm. to be derived mm. when you when you practice. Um, mm. and, and practice means all types of practice, you know, legal aid, do it if mm. you must. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. don't underestimate and or undermine mm. some of the the stuff that it does to you. you I know. love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for highlighting that. Um I really one of the one of the messages I always try to push is that we're not all going to get into the big five law firms. So don't underestimate um, what legal aid can do, clientele legal or liberty legal, all, all of those. Don't underestimate what um, working at pro bono org can do for your career. It can really just set you up um, to have the right discipline for the profession. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, N you know, I don't think anything should be undermined, and and I don't want to also trivialize um, the value, the network mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. big okay. five law firms 
if you mm. or maybe mm. they're not five anymore there's plenty absolutely to go around mm. but when you are not there it, it doesn't mean anything not coming from your neighbor nobody ever thought i'll get in there i don't want to tell you how my interview was like mm. i didn't think i was going to get in there you know it wasn't it was the most terrible interview of my life mm. you know and it, it wasn't my first you know but I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I left there thinking, ah, you know, you know what? Doesn't matter. I've seen your beautiful big building. I've I had your cappuccino. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in another lifetime, you know? And because the world is so small, Tello, these people ultimately you interface, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they either have to be, you either, you know, they either want work from you later. Or, so nobody wants to not be kind to each other in yeah, the fraternity. Yeah. You'd be foolish to do that, you know? So even when the interview goes bad, it's okay. One day you shall be sitting around the boardroom table with each other. Mm. And maybe you will remind them, guys, remember that time it was me, you know? So... Every every step is important. Absolutely. Every interaction important. Yeah. The fraternity, as, as many as we are, is pretty small, hey? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I don't think anybody should should also just put their entire emotion into wanting to get into big firms. Um, you know. Some of it is just not, I mean, you've seen there are recent articles about what happens at some of these firms, mm. you know, who wants that, mm. you know, some of them might end up making you not like the profession at all and the profession mm. that you wanted to go with, mm. with your whole being, mm. you know, and one single person calls it for you. Who are they? So I think also listen to, listen to your heart. Don't be moved by what you see all, all the time um yeah it 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 does fall into place mm. you know mm. we are here send us an email hey Absolutely. i heard i listened yes. to your podcast yes you know with in law tell me you know we are mm. here mm. Mm. thank you yo thank you so much for mentioning that because you know i always tell students that the best way i can i can help you make a decision on what you want to do is use the resources I've provided for you. If you listen to the podcast and you identify with someone's story, reach out to them. And the easiest way to reach out is to say, hi, Mulewoche, I listened to your interview, blah, blah, blah. Because you've already shown Mm. that you know that person's story, they're also going to want to help you, you know? Mm. So this is a very, it's a a nice networking platform as well. It's not just um, a podcast to listen to while you're driving to work or yeah. commuting to, to school or whatever the case is, use these networks as well and, and reach out and, and really just benefit from, from the resources on the platform. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Absolutely. Sure. So what, what, what are some of your career highlights that you can share with us? What, what was maybe that one challenging case or that one challenging um client difficult client or whatever the case is that you really thought yo i'm i'm never going to get past this i'm never going to get through this and then you accomplished it and it was 
an accomplishment that really just blew your mind? What are some of the career highlights you can share with us? Mm. Look, I've, 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 I've really got a few, mm. um, some very interesting ones. Um, so, I mean, I, I used to represent the late Vuyom Bouline. Mm. Um, so mm. he, ran, he ran an outdoor advertising um, company. Mm. I think actually my wife still runs. So it's a media enterprise, but they mm. had an outdoor advertising element. Mm. So, and, and he's one of the first people that I had to, you know, where you don't have a boss um, hovering over your head the entire time, you know, looking mm. at everything that you mm. do. So um, he goes to Bloemfontein. Bloemfontein is very conservative, guys. And he puts a big billboard in the middle of i think it's the nelson mandela drive you yeah. know en route to the airport overnight he puts it there no application made to the municipality so he says mm-hmm. I've, I've been making application i've been making application they are sending me from pillar to post i've put this thing up by that time he'd already secured advertisers on this thing mm. Overnight, he plants this thing in the middle of this of the road. Oh. I mean, it's public information, and Koblomfontaini, they got interdict. You know, who's this person? Go and remove your big. They called it a, a Joburg billboard because mm-hmm. it was that big. Because it was that big. It was humongous. I mean, when we went to Blom and we had to go <laughs> drive past it, I was like, "What? You couldn't have put this in Bloemfontein, please." Overnight, no house. Overnight, no <laughs> There we were on an urgent interdict in Blom. Um, I think at the, what we managed to do then was that, look, it's not urgent, you know. Mm. So struck off on the basis of no urgency, first victory. Okay, we sort of um, getting revenue until then we go for the for the for the hearing in the ordinary course kind of thing. Mm. And yeah, you know, but I knew that we were not going to, to succeed. Mm. Uh, first of all, I just, I mean, it went against the MFA. It went against everything, mm. you know. As a man who took the law into his own hands, but I think he knew that. He was very bold and brave. Like that, he's like, look, I've earned some revenue, okay. Then we go through this thing anyway. We get very last. Um, um, in court about how we did things mm. wrongly, etc. Mm. But I think the difficulty then was now having to then go to this uh, tenant on a billboard, I guess, yeah. and say, yeah. Look, no, mm. no, but um, as if that wasn't enough, the men was still say, Okay, no, now that you've asked me to remove it, give me a site where I can go and place it. He was just not letting it go. So basically, you know? that 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 plugging that billboard was a, a way of getting attention, <laughs> and, he got, and he got it, you know. But I mean, I remember just me and this person, and everybody's like thinking, mm, "These ones, yeah, they're taking the law into their own hands." And mm. you know, Blofontaine is um, Africans, and mm. this mm. this. Council for the municipality wants to speak to us in Africans. Me, I don't understand a single word that he was saying, you know, but it was, yeah, it was one of my first matters, which I did by myself, 
sure. um yeah the second meta and and this is where you know the illustration that i basically want to make is that um you know what anything can happen at mm. an orphan mm. you know uh, so ordinarily we didn't even do matters for individual clients but when you do you must take a deposit mm. me your sister didn't take a deposit and the mm. client just never returned to pay the money mm. you know litigation we've we've had counsel on 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 on, on the brief etc you know lost in court and my boss calls me into the office you know i've been seeing you running around with a matter like this and now i understand the client is not paying yes it's like yeah. mm. and i'm like yes so, so what do you think needs to happen i had to sign an acknowledgement of that me mm-hmm. that's the practice that should i not be able to recover this money oh. then the then the firm has to pay counsel isn't it Mm. Yes, the firm has to pay counsel. Um, so the firm had to pay counsel. Mm. At least my fees and write off or put there by the corner mm. for a little bit mm. until you recover them. So yeah, I ended up having to 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 have to. I mean, I had to recover this money from this guy eventually, up all the way up to execution. I remember the sheriff when he went to attach. He had some painting that I think was a family heirloom or something. Mm. And mm. apparently he cried so much for the sheriff not to take this picture. And I told the sheriff, you are taking everything and anything to because me, I've signed an AOD at the firm. Mm. Yeah. Like, and if he wants to bid for it, he can go to auction. Mm. And after that, he went to the auction to try and bid for some of the stuff, because most of the stuff was household content. So you really just didn't have that money. So he really just didn't have that money. But I think it's a conversation that he either should have had or he should have gone to, I don't know. Mm. I really, still today, I I actually still don't know. All I know Mm. is that I had to sign an AOD Mm. for money that I otherwise wouldn't have myself Mm. to pay (laughs) the council that I had employed. Because I just didn't follow the firm, the 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 firm's protocol, you mm. know, just to take audit, um, for such eventualities, you know, um, yeah, and yeah, the last one is is a commercial crimes one. Mm. Um, I haven't appeared in the commercial crimes court. Morning, I, my boss calls me, Mulebu, you need to go um, apply for bail for this client, the commercial crimes court. First of all, I had already been at the office. I don't think I was wearing the right color. I don't know if at the commercial crimes court color matters. Yeah. But I remember like literally holding my robe all the way up to my neck so that the orange shirt I was wearing that day would not would not be seen by the magistrate, you know. And I walk into the I I, I got there late. Um, but fortunately, the matter hadn't been called yet. So mm. I got there set in the street. And then the magistrates calls the client. I was like, oh, no, that's my client. I hadn't met this person, you know. So I'm going to coldly ask for bail. Um, I haven't met this person. I really don't know what the issues were. But that's what 
sometimes happens, right? And then I get there, I forget to introduce myself. After they call my client, I just went, um, ask the court pleases, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the magistrate just looked at me. The prosecutor just looked at me. Nobody said a word. I haven't been recognized because I hadn't introduced myself. Oh, yes. Yes, I sat there flushed. Yes. I turned red. Yes. Oh, I was yes. pink. I was hot. I started sweating. But I always had to remember this robe cannot conceal the orange shirt there under, you know? And then I looked at the prosecutor. I'm like, what? You know, sort of I'm giving confused. him. Yes. I'm confused. Yes. <laughs> And the guy, the guy reached out to me and said, introduce yourself. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. You know, I started apologizing profusely, mm. you know, doing the typical, this is my first appearance at this court. Uh, you know, I was called at the 13th hour. I've never even met my client, you know. Yeah, and yeah, eventually, ah, all went well. We got our bail, and I saw this magistrate actually went to pupillage because I saw her years later mm-hmm. when she was a pupillage. I was like, I remember you. You didn't want to talk when I was at your court, <laughs> you know. And we laughed about it later, and and that's just how you know to the point I was making about just how small the fraternity is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I was like you you gave me such a hard time mm, I sat mm, there wondering what am I doing wrong you mm, know mm. just because the little things the little etiquette decorum that you forget sometimes either in your excitement or in your nervousness mm. yeah so so yeah those are <laughs> no. Uh, no. few of the ones but no. i mean i've I've worked on very interesting transactions mm-hmm. um yeah you know some for my sins i mean state capture is a transaction we've worked on some elements of the transaction that's now culminated in state capture and you're like you know mm. this is not it you know this is not the element that i worked on you want to divorce yourself from some of these things <laughs> But it's it's the nature of the beast. So mm. sometimes you get caught up in, in situations um, that are not what they always are. But yeah, we've we've done we've done good work. Mm. Mm. We've done work that you know some, some are firsts and they'll never ever be others, you mm. know. I mean mm. when you're disposing of when you are disposing of a train, you are never ever gonna do many other disposals. When you are selling certain business in in public sector, it will always be the first off. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked on 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 some of those asset disposals for Transnet, um, and yeah, it's 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 obviously a very interesting industry. It's big. Um, and yeah, the work continues. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the fact that um, in me asking you to share your career highlights, you know, it wasn't necessarily you just sharing the achievement, but you shared the embarrassing sides of how you got to that achievement. So I really like that you shared that, um, you know, 
here you are at court, you, you, you don't know the process of introducing yourself to the magistrates ahead of the, uh, ahead of the case. And you're really just letting us in on those bloopers, but those very learning moments are actually career highlights. You know, it doesn't have to be you getting into a space and then having this big achievement without learning the lessons behind it. So thank you for sharing no. from that angle. Absolutely. You know, you, you learn from failing, isn't it? Mm. And you grow mm. from failing. And, and there are many others, you know, and it's happened to the best. You might not know about them, but just go to motion court one day and sit there the whole day. Mm. You know, it's a comedy of errors all around. But this is, you've got all manner of people in that room, you know, from your first year article clerk to your silk in that room, you know, they get thrashed. You know, of course you can't laugh, but some of them are laughable, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what makes that was that those are the, the the what culminates into into a good lawyer. You go there, you sit and you observe and you learn, you know, take some pearls from those experiences, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, now there was a day personally where I had to go, I can't even remember what I had to do. And I just couldn't stand up in court, you know. I just could not stand up. Hmm. And it happened. Yeah, and it happens. Were you just nervous? I was just nervous, yeah. So, and you know how how when you are in practice, um, you don't always, you can't immediately appear at the high court, right? So Hmm. that would have probably been my first, the first time that I had to appear at the high court Hmm. after making that application to appear. I just couldn't stand up in motion court, you know? I don't know what I thought I would get out from not getting up, but yeah, I had yeah. to go. Afterwards, I had to go to, to Mojapilu and like literally grovel, you know? So I'm not saying do that. And, and I'm not saying that at the time, something or nothing could have happened a lot could have happened mm, mm. like i just can't remember what i needed to do but my matter could have been struck off the roll and then what you know those kinds of things i just can't remember what i what i needed to do there mm, mm. Mm, but i just couldn't get up the court was the courtroom was just so full and i just couldn't imagine having to stand up there and get chastised like what i was seeing happen there that's what i'm saying go to motion court and just see you know that might actually just never make you want to go into practice because if you have to go through that almost every other day, you'll think, oh, no, I'm not doing this. But we are not there for that, you know, and that's the realization that also comes with time and having done things for a while, you know. You're going to get clients that abuse you, you know, because they pay you. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so it's all about learning, failing, growing, it all happens all at the same time at very different intervals, you know. Um, you start off doing very menial work. It has its elements of failure, growth, and whatever. Mm. You do significant work. It's still got their, its own elements of, so, you know, it's just, 
it's just the way it is yeah yeah um yeah you just need and and that's that's why i then always say guys that's where you know you just have to that's where the thick skin sometimes comes from Mm. Mm, those experiences yo thank you so much for sharing thank you thank you label so um just just in in closing off the the show is there is there anything that you would like to touch on that maybe I didn't ask you something you'd like to share with us or is there any words of wisdom that you'd like to any parting words that you'd like to maybe share with with somebody who's a lot younger in their career or somebody who's just started varsity and doesn't know whether to go left or right Mm. um gee I wonder but look um I think you know, technology, time, um, and everything in between makes, I think that the, the, a law qualification is such an extraordinary piece of paper, mm. guys. I'm, I don't want to lie. Yes, maybe I could have been an economist I'm, because now I'm exposed to banking and finance. Mm. I've, I've, just, I've just been so attracted to to economics you know Mm. but I just know that there are just so many things that one can do with your law qualification Mm. you know in fact maybe sometimes the confusion comes in just because there are just so many things have you ever thought you would be hosting you would be sister-in-law ever ever one day in your life Mm -hmm. with the law that you know the Mm -hmm. understanding of law that you know never next you know, mm. you know, I mean, it was either advocate or attorney with, with the information that I had, it was either advocate or attorney. Had, yes, that's what I'm saying. Technology and time just does something, mm. you know, in a few years time, there might be something new. I mean, look, there's now caveat law, there's Luma law, there's everything and mm. everything in between. Mm. People are doing extraordinary stuff. You know, and maybe there is also a lot of information. Mm. And yes, maybe practice is not for everybody. And so is in-house. Maybe it's not for everybody, you know, but there's always something. Always. You had somebody who works at the maintenance, who's a maintenance officer sometime last week. Ne? And I was like, you forget those things, you know. There's just a lot to be done in the fraternity, guys. And there's we can always find something to do better. Mm. COVID has also, COVID is also giving us, I mean, if ever you thought you can't stand up in court, now there's no courtroom to go to. You are doing it virtually. How Mm. nice is Mm. that? You know? So that could even give one person an impetus to say, no, I'm going to practice. If I can do it from just my study Mm. or just from the chamber or just from my office, you know, it's, so there's a lot to be done. I think, thank you to platforms such as yours, where then this information can be disseminated, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I've been gobsmacked by some of the content that mm-hmm. I've been hearing mm-hmm. on your, mm-hmm. on your podcast, mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, you know. Um, so it's, I mean, I can only just really say when, especially for when you are still in, before you even go to varsity guys it's not good enough to get a 50 percent. in fact that's one of the things that 
may have worked against me at that Bowman's interview. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I've always been a bright kid. I've never had to study and I'll pass. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why I needed to be in a classroom. But I know that if I had, I didn't get a lot of distinctions. Mm -hmm. I got some distinctions and maybe that's what saves you. Hey, that transcript matters, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Please don't just go and get a 50 and hope that don't just go through the motions no don't just go through the motions Mm. actually Mm. just put that little bit of Mm. extra attention on those studies you know get that b get that a get that distinction that distinction might actually set you up for something Mm. guys that transcript i never knew that a transcript would ever be so important Mm. Mm. sometimes i feel like you know I wish I could do this thing all over again so that my transcript can look very uniform, you know, but good. Hmm. So, 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 so that's really, yeah. Um, just, just strive for excellence, you hmm. know, hmm. Um, in that, on that academic record. Um, I trivialized it. I just thought, I ah, know when, when you go and you listen to that person, you know that you write something and you get a mark for it, mm. you know, mm. but write something. Yes, listen, but study and understand and get a very good mark. Um, it, it, it goes very well in some of these um, conversations that you want to have. Yes, you're going to get your, your degree, but that doesn't prove to be enough in, in some instances. So, and, and yeah. And I also think it's, it's always good to remind people that this current stage of your life, where wherever you're at, is probably as good as it's going to get, right? So when you're in varsity or when you're in high school, these, these are what you're going to look back on as the best days of your life. So just make the most out of it. Make yourself proud and, and work hard because this is probably as easy as it's going to get in your life. Yeah. Yep. Sure. yeah yeah all right Leo. all right thank you thank you so much um once again for availing yourself thank you for sharing your journey with us um thank you for some of the gems that you have shared i don't doubt that um you have definitely helped somebody uh you know with with a little bit of navigation um you've definitely reminded someone that you are not alone you know not knowing what you're doing next is not something unique to you it doesn't mean hore um you're not going to be successful one day or that you're not going to be able to secure a job one day so thank you so much for sharing uh the 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 lessons i don't want to say low lights so thank you for sharing the lessons <laughs> and and the highlights thank you yeah i made it to the sister in law podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's that's a that's a perfect close from you like that is the perfect ending thank you thank you so much okay have a blessed week and um good luck for for your career going forward thank you thank you so much and all the best to you keep delivering very good content um yeah we we love your work thank you we love I'll, your work i'll absolutely do so enjoy the rest of your week bye you too. Bye-bye.